0: It's 12 degrees in Minnesota this morning, which is warmer than it has been.
1: Yeah, it was kind of nice when I walked outside this morning.
0: The air didn't attack your lungs. My
1: skin didn't feel like it was about to come off my face. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Josh tell the good people of the internet where we're headed
1: today. We are headed to the Mall of America Uh to partake in the experience that Rebecca assures me will be a good one.
0: I did not ever specify
1: that. Okay. I thought I said it would be a funny one. I didn't ever say
0: one. it would be a good one.
1: That is the Rainforest Cafe.
0: Yes. I've never been to the Rainforest Cafe in the whole year and a bit that I've lived in Minnesota. Uh, I was never even really planning on going to the Rainforest Cafe <laughs> uh, until Ted Miffison and Eddie Burpack made their YouTube videos about visiting every Rainforest Cafe. And I was like, well, now we have to do because It just sounds like so
1: funny. We don't have to visit every single one. We don't,
0: thank goodness, we're not oh going to visit
1: every single one.
0: No, I might visit that one. What's the one in Galveston where they have like the ride out front? Yeah, I want to
1: visit
0: that one. one. Yeah. yeah, but otherwise, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, the one on the San Antonio Riverwalk also would be fun, but I don't think I want to go to that Ray Forest Cafe. I just want to go to
1: the Riverwalk. So. Yeah, actually, the first thing that I thought of when I saw that video, uh-huh. the title for I, is thought, oh, I've been. Buy that one in the Mall of America, and, and I knew that that was the first one. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> so yeah. It all started in know. It did.
0: It did do that. Which
1: is about as far from rainforest as you can get.
0: Yeah, but like it's like an escape or something, right? I mean, I It's this man couldn't have the rainforest IRL, decided to build one in his house in the middle of a snowy Minnesota winter, (laughs) and then everybody loved it so much that it exploded.
1: That's okay, that's fair.
0: No, yeah, like, I I was reading about it, the guy that invented the concept, like, lived in the Twin Cities,
1: Uh
0: and, like, just built it, like, the prototype in his house. Like, apparently he was, like, a restaurateur, but, Uh like, he didn't have a ton of money from his other ventures like he had like just enough seed money so he like built the concept in his house because he couldn't afford a location uh-huh. and then like sold it to a bunch of investors and they were like yeah we could get used to this wow <laughs> so i know it's wild. well that's
1: also like you know you're stuck in inside your house for months on end in minnesota that's true you gotta do something
0: you gotta do something and why not order a bunch of animatronic animals and plants and
1: just build a restaurant just build
0: a restaurant in your
1: house based off of So have you thought at all, based on the video and the food that they got, what type of food you are going to get?
0: I've looked at the menu a couple times, and it's just, like, real basic, like, American dining, right? Like, it's, like, a pork sandwich, it's, like, a burger, it's, like, a couple different, like, maybe steak options, like, it's just, like, going to an Applebee's, as far as I can tell. That's fair. So, like... I don't know. I don't usually I get, like, a burger at Applebee's. That's basically it. Like,
1: uh-huh.
0: you know? So, I don't think there's anything except for, like, the volcano lava cake that we could really purchase to really get the full Rainforest Cafe experience,
1: uh-huh.
0: because the food is not really part of the experience. That's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The
1: food kind of is standard food. Yeah. What they're selling you is that you're in a rainforest. Yeah. With animatronics.
0: And I was like, I wonder if we could make them, like, ask them to make us, like, a little mini version of the volcano cake. Because I don't want just the two of us to have
1: to eat all of that. I wonder if we can pack it up and bring it home.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty big from what I've seen, so maybe not. Maybe not. We can maybe ask, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How about you? Have you figured out what you want? Nope, not at all. Made it as easy as they possibly can, but with how many people are here, especially during the holidays, which wild. Maybe if they have spots open here, cut through L.L. Bean. The park, In other words, park, we're seven minutes late for our reservation. Let's see. New York, New York. I hope they're not trying to call us. They are not so far. I'm going to stop the recording until we get inside. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I guess we'll see. The famed thunderstorm. I did not think it could get dimmer in here than it already was, but it has. It goes on for way longer than you think it should. Much better.
1: (laughs) I was just like, Putting myself in the place of someone who's had to experience that for dinner every day for the last two weeks. Yeah. Three or four times.
0: Are you losing your mind?
1: I might go to the bathroom later and just
0: stare at the gorilla.
1: Channel the spirit of any gorilla. So, like,
0: just looking at the animatronics that I can see from where we are, there's the gorilla directly above us, which I hate. There's the snow leopard like right there. Very which, stoic. Very stoic. It's got like this blink cycle going on. That like doesn't look like a blink at all. It looks like it's like dying almost. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like it does that jerky little head twitch. Probably the most convincing is there's the leopard above yeah. the merch stand that I can see.
1: There's a, back there. There's yeah. a right there behind the screen. Yeah. Around that corner. There's on this wall. There's a butterfly
0: that's actually fucking close. Oh, nice! Like, like even at Disneyland, you kind of get like the like the idea that like the animatronics are like a little uncanny valley, right? Like you can tell that, that something's not quite right. And those are with like the most care and attention put into any animatronics ever, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These have had far much less care. Yeah. And I, you can tell. <laughs>
1: I mean, those, I like, appreciate, you know, they've made the environment, right? They've made yeah. the rock wall, they've made yeah. the vines, the vines are really cool. Yeah, the,
0: burns, the vines on the ceiling are very cool, like all of like, the Mayan temple elements. Yeah. So I've discovered that the best way to play, <laughs> I was replaying Dragon Age 2 this morning, mm. and I've discovered that the best way to play a Dragon Age game is to build a Lego set while you're doing it. Mm. Because, like, a lot of the thing with Dragon Age is that, like, there's a lot of listening, like, there's a lot of narrative and, like, conversations between the characters, which is good. But also, like, I've never been fully diagnosed with ADHD. But it tends to run in our family, and I yeah. think I've picked up some of those traits. Mm-hmm. So I get very bored listening to the dialogue sometimes, cool. but like if I have like a Lego set that I can like divert mm-hmm. my attention to, like I can just do that, yeah, and then like I, I can go that. off and do a couple little fights, and then get into another conversation bit, and like build more Lego. It's
1: mm-hmm. an interesting game, though. It, it is.
0: Were you thinking something?
1: Well, I'm just thinking that. The thing that this is missing, which is also what the Mall of America is missing, Mm -hmm. that Disneyland has, is sort of a holistic experience. Mm -hmm. Right? Where everything is designed to look like it all fits together. Mm -hmm. Right? And you you still have the exit signs that are bright green. Mm -hmm. Which is good, you know, because people need to find the answer. Yeah. But they're not really. Styled in a way,
0: yeah,
1: that fits with the rest. Of and then, of course, you know, you look out there, mm-hmm.
0: and, and you see bubblegum, you see lids, you see margarita Bell. yeah, you see the giant ornament
1: hanging from the ceiling, uh huh. You see the rest of all America. Yep. Pretty Yeah, slow down, man. It's a parking
0: garage. Sorry, you have to listen to us be brief as I'm trying to get out of here. the parking
1: spot. Oh, we can just right right, next to We, to we this. can always edit it. They'll never know that They'll we had never trouble. never know. This is the illusion of the Okay, one more I'll little.
0: Oh. Alright, okay, they should get us far enough past this enormous, stupid trailer hitch. And we're good. Now we just have to get out of here. A feat in and of itself.
1: So, what did you think of the Rainforest Cafe, everybody?
0: Um, it was fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like, I appreciate what they're trying to do in creating, like, an immersive dining experience, you know? Uh
1: huh.
0: And, like, for the most part, it worked. Like, there's lots of little interesting things to look at. Yeah. Not even just the animatronics, like, the, like, the details on the walls and, like, the little glowing heads that were above the bar. Uh-huh. Uh, at the same time, like, the rest of it's not very immersive. <laughs> like, despite, like, the great environment, like, the food is nothing special. I mean, it was good food. It was good. But, like, it wasn't, like, it's just, like I said earlier, right? it's like Applebee's. It's yeah. just... <laughs> Um and then uh
1: <laughs> So it felt to me like a very interesting juxtaposition. Because all of the mm-hmm. the advertising, right, the way that the store is designed it seems to me like it would appeal to little kids the most.
0: Yeah, it's not really geared toward little kids though.
1: No, like all of the dining is very adult, right? Yeah. They have drinks, they are occasionally pushing drinks on you, right? Yeah. They have you know, this very more expensive food than what you would want to bring your kid to eat. Yeah. Unless I know like, you're some rich person. Exactly. But <laughs> if you're some rich person, why are you eating at why you Rainforest, Cafe? Rainforest Cafe? Rainforest it's in
0: the mall of America, man. Go somewhere else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of, there's sort of a juxtaposition there in...
0: I I think what Rainforest Cafe has done accidentally has stumbled into, like, the perfect audience in that it's people like us who, you know, grew up middle class in middle America, kind of, like... (laughs) You know, like, hearing about Rainforest Cafe, maybe having visited it once or twice as kids. We didn't, but, like, other kids our age did, right? Uh Like, it was a huge thing. Um, I don't know if it was that big of a thing. It's It's sort of
1: got, like, its own niche. Yeah. It fits into a nice slot right there.
0: Yeah, and, like, now that those children are growing up and having nostalgia about the Rainforest Cafe, Uh they are now coming to eat there. Yeah. <laughs> Even the, like and like now, especially now that like, you know, Eddie and Ted did their videos. Uh-huh. Like it's kind of like uh, gotten onto the nostalgia train a little bit accidentally. Yeah. And
1: kind of, <laughs> sort of, in the same way. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to draw too much of a comparison here because obviously, as we saw it today, uh-huh. Rainforest Cafe is doing fine. It's yeah, no, but it was sort so of the same. The same group of nostalgia things that led a bunch of people to invest money in GameStop when it was announced that GameStop was going out of business. Yeah, that was wild. So the same idea, is that like, oh, it's this thing that I remember existing from my childhood Mm -hmm. that I don't want to go away.
0: Yeah. And like I said, Rainforest Cafe has kind of accidentally stumbled onto this brand of nostalgia bait. So, uh, I mean, as long as it's in the Mall of America, right? I mean... Yeah. I think malls... Uh, I think one of the reasons Rainforest Cafe is kind of dying is that malls generally are kind of dying. hmm You know, like... Even, like, our local mall, the Burnsville Mall, is kind of dead. Yeah.
1: That's always... I've never been to the Burnsville Mall when it's crowded.
0: Yeah, well, it's because it's, it's never crowded, it's right? Never it's It's because it's dying. Again, very close to dead. But, like, the Mall of America, built as the biggest mall, in America right it's like the world America's or the United States is the largest shopping center yeah like
1: and it has the benefit of being attached to some very big name brands right you have a Mary hotel that's built into the mall of America
0: yeah right? and like you've got like things that aren't even like traditional mall things like the Crayola experience yeah, uh-huh.
1: Nickelodeon big world big things yeah. Nickelodeon world yeah uh, I think we'll keep it running for at least a little longer than other malls of it, sort of of its type of its in, infra, the, in yeah. the United States. Yeah. But you know, it does seem like it's on its way out because nowadays, you don't have to go to a mall and go into a store it's and like a browse, find things that you're looking for. You can just go in and uh, go online and find exactly what you want and buy that online. Yeah, without exactly. interacting with anyone, without getting any car and driving somewhere.
0: Without having to go to the freaking home of America yeah. <laughs> with its terrible parking in the parking garage.
1: Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the podcast? Uh, that's a
0: good question. Um, we kind of did our uh, blind date with the books off the mic, which
1: yeah.
0: is unfortunate. That's okay. Um, I don't know, do we want to describe them for everybody now and then just let them like discover the books, like we could put the
1: answers up on the website and if sure. people
0: are interested they can go to see them.
1: Yeah, that can be fun. Okay, sure. Let me read mine off. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, blend it with a book, book number one. Historical fiction blends a true untold story from the Cold War with a gripping spy thriller The dual protagonists deal with loyalty, faith, and hope in the midst of political turmoil. Book number two, Apocalyptic Fiction, takes an anthropological view of various aspects of humanity in the face of apocalyptic destruction. A variety of characters cover different aspects of war, poverty, and hope. And book number three, High Fantasy, tells multiple perspectives of a story of romance and loss in the middle of a massive conflict and the power that persistence and love have in the face of despair and evil. Yay. I think that's all I can say about those books without being more specific.
0: Yes, it's, it's, it's a real feat trying to write them. Yeah. Uh, I am driving, so I will try to remember mine just off the top of my head. Uh, book number one is historical fiction. It's kind of written like a Rolling Stone article. Uh, it's all about this musical uh, act in like the 70s and people trying to or like people are recounting the story of how it came to be and it's all mixed up in themes of racism and uh, privilege and oppression and uh, activism and things like that it's really good i, I really liked it i I, <laughs> I say that every single like every single thing i bring into the podcast because like i do i like well, the well you stuff. talk about the stuff that you like exactly right? Um so book number two is science fiction. It's pretty hard science fiction. Um it's all about uh like the stories we tell and the way that those stories uh preserve kind of uh like humanity and like the way that they save us basically. I
1: think. That sounds like you're yeah, it
0: might be. And then uh, book number three is a graphic novel memoir that's uh, set in a blue-collar setting, kind of covers these themes of poverty and, like, class difficulty, um, and it details the author's experiences in a grueling grueling blue-collar job uh, and doesn't really have any, like, specific answers, it just kind of asks you to approach it with understanding, which I really appreciate about it, which I really liked. Nice. And that's all three. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, if you are interested in reading any of those, uh, as part of your New Year's resolutions, a lot of people like to set goals around reading, uh, you can find the answers at our website, com. What else? Um... Is that it?
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Gonna...
0: Like, uh, it's, I don't Like, we don't really have, I mean, we'll be back to our regular programming schedule in two weeks. Yeah. This is kind of our holiday special.
1: Holiday special. Holiday special.
0: Holiday special.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. I picked out like a special little holiday, it's not going to be fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. We didn't even do an intro. Oh no! <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't <laughs> matter. They know who the we end. are by now.
1: We just it on just the end. it on the start end. The uh,
0: this has been Screenwalkers. Uh, I'm Becca. That's Josh.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening. We're almost home now. So. We,
1: we didn't tell you what's on our screens this week. We didn't.
0: But. No. Well, I mean, we kind of did because, like, we've both watched both of the videos oh, from Ed and Ted and Eddie. Yeah, that's
1: fair. Here's something, here's something for your screen, from mm. from my screen to yours. Very nice. Uh, this is my documentary recommendation of the year. Oh, yeah,
0: you wanted to do this.
1: Yeah, uh, so the last couple of years that I've flown out here to Minnesota, I've watched a documentary on the plane ride. And this year, the documentary that I watched was called The Last Tourist. Uh, and it takes a really interesting look at the way that tourism negatively affects third world countries in the way that is performed now but it has a really hopeful perspective on the ways that tourists can change the world for the better it says you know tourists have shown time and time again they're willing to be positive and give back positively towards the, these communities that they visit so long as they are educated as long as they have the know-how of what to do so you know it goes in depth and tells you a little bit bit about uh, things that you can positively do to impact uh, other cultures and it's really interesting so take a look yeah
0: nice thanks Josh so yeah have
1: fun Uh, I don't know who's going to edit that, that I probably I will just slap together because
0: it's due at the end of this week so fun yeah and since it's just on my phone yeah well we're we made a home We're safe and sound from the mall. Uh, So happy holidays from us here at Screenwalkers. And uh, we'll see you in the new
1: year. See you in the new year.
0: Bye.